Let's rank some starting pitchers and try to fix Aaron Nola next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5. As always, make sure to follow and stream us on Spotify. Today is Wednesday, June 9th. I am Frank Sample, joined by Chris Towers, and we had three mid-tier starting pitchers go off on Tuesday. Framber Valdez at the Red Sox, seven and one-third innings, one run, eight strikeouts. Pablo Lopez versus the Rockies, eight innings, two runs, eight strikeouts. And Robbie Ray at the White Sox, six and a third, one earned, 13 strikeouts to zero walks. Chris, what did you see from these trio of starting pitchers, and how would you rank them rest of season? Yeah, what I saw was a continuation of what they've mostly been doing all season. You know, in Robbie Ray's case, we've talked a lot about this on the main podcast, but he has basically adopted a strategy of throwing the ball in the middle of the strike zone, at least his fastball. And you know, he seems to kind of be, just be aiming for the middle of the strike zone. And what the the result of that is, is when he gets hit, he tends to get hit pretty hard because he's throwing in the strike zone a ton, but he's not giving up walks and he's got great stuff. He always has been hitters have always had trouble catching up to his fastball hitters have always had trouble with his slider. So you've got a situation where he's getting 30% strikeout rate. Like he always does. He's not walking anybody. He actually has a 5.9% strikeout rate, which is borderline elite. And so, yeah, he'll give up some home runs. Yeah, he'll give up some doubles. But if he doesn't have guys on base, he's going to be, you know, you can live with that. And I think all three of these guys are, you know, top 30-ish starting pitchers. I, I rank them Pablo Lopez, who has that excellent changeup, has been throwing his slider or his curveball and his cutter more often as well. Um, he's first among this three, then Ray. Actually, no, sorry. I think I had Framber next and then Ray. Uh, but they're all very close. They're in the same tier. Um, for me, at starting pitcher, the gap between 17 and 32 is pretty small, and they're all in that gap. So I, I think they're must-start pitchers moving forward. Yeah, I'm with you there. I actually rank Framber Valdez the highest of this group, but they're all ranked within 28 and 33 in my starting pitcher ranks. Yeah. They're very good, so I like what I've seen from all three. Someone who has not been very good recently is Aaron Nola, who allowed four earned runs on Tuesday against the Braves, two more home runs. The ERA is now up to 4.06 with a 1.19 whip. Chris, what have you seen from Aaron Nola? What's going wrong? And let's fire up the worryometer, 1 to 10. How worried are you about Aaron Nola? I think I'm like a three or a four, so I'm a little bit worried, but I'm not all that worried, and I'm certainly not changing my my viewpoint of him for the most part. He has lost a little bit in his ground ball rate. He's gained a little bit in his fly ball rate, but he's not actually giving up many more line drives right now, uh, which is the type of thing you would expect when you see something like a 320 Babbitt, which is you know nearly 30 points higher than his career. That seems to be largely driven by an increase in infield uh, hits, which, okay, the Phillies don't have a great defense. Maybe that's part of it, but you know he's given up 10 infield hits so far. He gave up four last season. I think that's probably just a fluke, and that's probably played a part um, in his struggles so far. Other than that, everything seems to be pretty similar for the most part. His fastball hasn't been as good. His changeup hasn't been as good, but in small sample sizes, results on pitches can fluctuate enough where I'm not necessarily worried about that. But the big picture with Nola looks very similar. His XERA, I think, is about within .005 of last year. So I think moving forward, he's going to be that you know 3-3-ish ERA guy moving forward. So he's still a top 12, 15-ish starting pitcher for you, right? Yeah, 15 for me. 
Let's wrap up with some catchers who have been very good recently as well. Eric Haas for the Detroit Tigers has eight hits over his last six games, including six home runs. Max Stassi has eight hits with three homers over his last five games. And William Contreras went three for four with his sixth home run of the season on Tuesday. He is batting 241 with an 806 OPS. Chris, how would you rank those three? William Contreras, Stassi, and Eric Haas. Would you drop Gary Sanchez for any of them? I think I would drop Gary Sanchez for Stasi in a shallower league, but we're talking like a 10-team points league, maybe a 12-team points league. But other than that, I think I would stick with Sanchez because with all these guys, you're you're hoping for power with a respectable enough batting average not to hurt you. And obviously, Sanchez has a higher ceiling when it comes to power than any of these guys. But you know, I would rank them Stasi, Contreras, Haas, and... Stassi and Contreras, probably top 25 catchers for me now. Yeah, I actually have both of those inside my top 20. It's just the nature of the position. There's outside of the top 10, maybe even top eight. There's really not a lot of great catchers. If you're healthy and you're you've got a pulse, you're like a top 36 catcher already. Like if, if we put catcher equipment on you, Frank, you'd rank like 38th for me. No, so, I, don't, I don't know about all that. Chris. I've seen you in <laughs> wiffle ball. You hit the ball pretty well, man. Oh, I appreciate that. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your smart speakers, or anywhere else podcasts are found. And thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. If you enjoyed the pod, please leave a five-star review on Apple. We'll be back again tomorrow morning. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.